0: In-depth. Investigative. This is KXAN News.
1: And we start with some developing news out of Hayes County. One person is dead after being shot by a Hayes County Sheriff's deputy in Buda.
2: No officers were killed or injured, but police say reports initially said that man had weapons and was trying to break into a home in the Shadow Creek neighborhood. KXAN's Sam Stark is there now with more. Sam?
3: That's right. So uh, as you can see behind me, the the cul-de-sac is pretty quiet now. But just about an hour ago, police vehicles filled the street. Um, That's because the Hayes County Sheriff's Office said early Friday morning at around 8 a.m., they got a call about a mom attempting to kick down a door of a house. The caller warned officers the person trying to break in was the ex-boyfriend of a woman who lived at the home. Investigators say when they pulled up to the home on Hunter Creek Cove, they found the man with a knife in each hand and say he wouldn't drop them when the officers told him to. Two deputies shot at him. He later died. Neighbors tell me this is usually a quiet street and that they heard several gunshots this morning.
2: It was
0: like really fast, you know, like the shots. Then I looked out of the window. The cops were right there already. So I was like, what's what's going on,
4: you know?
3: And the police haven't released the identity of the man who died yet, but they ask anybody with more information on the investigation to contact the Hayes County Sheriff's Department. Britt Daniel.
2: Sam, thank you very much. It is taking a little longer for Austin-Travis County EMS to get to some, what they call, low priority calls. But the agency says it is all part of a new process to make sure an ambulance can get to major emergencies as fast as possible.
1: The chief walks through these response times with KXAN Public Safety reporter, Brianna Hollis. And really focusing in on those most life-threatening emergencies,
5: that's patients that are in cardiac arrest, trauma, bleeding out, having a stroke, uh, having a heart attack.
6: ATC EMS uh, chief Rob Lukritz says 911 so calls don't just end come end in up. for major emergencies yeah, like that so anymore, and they'll actually get calls for things like minor injuries and help failing prescriptions.
5: Has evolved from more than just calling for life threatening emergencies, but for calling for assistance.
6: So he's had to reorganize the agency's workflow. Previously, when you called 911 and asked for EMS, the department would automatically dispatch the closest ambulance to you.
5: Take a few seconds or a minute long to find out what is the real resource that you need.
6: And if you don't need immediate help, Chief Lukritz says they'll still get someone to you, it'll just be in a different way.
5: If you have an emergency, say hypothetically here and a a number of ambulances are out on other calls and someone calls and has maybe a sprained ankle, we might send an ambulance from another part of the city that's coming over to there.
6: Firefighters typically won't go to low priority calls, but they do assist EMS on major medical emergencies. And like EMS, they can also struggle to get to certain parts of town, a problem the department hopes to fix soon.
3: We're going to be opening station 53 in Goodnight Ranch and that's going to happen late January and then later in the year we also anticipate opening uh, STATION 54 uh, AND THAT'S IN NORTHWEST AUSTIN.
6: ACCORDING TO DATA AFD PROVIDED, AVERAGE RESPONSE TIMES THROUGHOUT THE DEPARTMENT'S COVERAGE REGION WAS ABOUT TEN MINUTES LAST YEAR. THEIR TARGET IS GETTING TO 90% OF CALLS IN EIGHT MINUTES.
3: IT'S DIFFICULT BECAUSE DEPENDING ON WHERE YOU ARE IN TOWN AND WHAT'S GOING ON, YOU KNOW, IN THE DOWNTOWN AREA, WE HIT THAT EIGHT MINUTES EVERY TIME.
2: BRIANNA HOLLIS, KXAN NEWS. Now, regarding medic staffing, the chief believes ATC EMS will reach single-digit vacancy numbers by the end of this year.
1: Well, today, the Austin Police Department added 25 new officers. The 149th graduating class of cadets were commissioned during a ceremony this afternoon. According to the department, cadet training included legal training, crisis intervention, community policing, and leadership.
2: More charges are coming for a father and a son arrested in connection to the murders of a pregnant San Antonio teenager and her boyfriend. Police arrested 19-year-old Christopher Preciado and his father, 53-year-old Ramon Preciado, on Wednesday. The son now faces an abuse of a corpse charge and a charge of altering or destroying a human corpse, along with his original charge of capital murder. His father also now facing similar charges for allegedly helping his son move the bodies of 18-year-old Savannah Soto and 22-year-old Matthew Guerra. Bear County District Attorney Joe Gonzalez says it may be a while until justice is fully served. In order to bring justice to the memory of these two victims and in order to bring justice to the, to the survivors and the family members, uh, it's going to be a long road, but we have to take things one step at a time. Now, police believe Christopher killed them during a drug deal, but Soto's family maintains she did not use drugs and was influenced by her boyfriend. The case is still under investigation.
1: The FBI is now helping local authorities in Iowa investigate yesterday's deadly shooting at a middle and high school campus. Investigators say the 17-year-old gunman killed a sixth grader and injured four others before taking his own life. Now, the middle and high schools are next to each other, and there was a breakfast program at the high school taking place that morning. Police say one of those seriously wounded is the high school principal. On Facebook, his daughter describes him as a gentle giant, and she says she wasn't surprised that her father approached the gunman and tried to talk him down, distracting him long enough to let other students escape from the cafeteria. Okay, LKXN began looking into how to prevent and avoid these tragedies following the school shooting in Uvalde. You can find our Stop Mass Shootings series right now on KXAN.com.
2: Winter weather is moving across the country. A monster winter storm started in the Pacific Coast and is barreling toward the East Coast. It is the first major snowfall of the season and it is set to slam tens of millions of people this weekend in multiple states. New York's governor is directing state agencies to prepare for an emergency response while officials in Massachusetts could initiate a full callout, meaning up to 3,000 pieces of equipment could be utilized.
1: And meteorologist Sean Kelly is in for David this evening tracking this for us.
0: Yeah I mean this area this part of the country has actually been in a snow drought so far this season including back out towards the west coast so a lot of people are gonna like a little bit of uh, snow out there and uh, we'll be tracking it here through the next few days. The ski resorts certainly uh, certainly will love the good snow. We're talking about upwards of six inches in a few spots and we're already tracking our next storm maker that will be impacting us as we head into Monday, but out ahead of that storm look at this sunshine clear conditions it is wonderful out there 61 degrees and in the hill country it's very comfortable as well 63 in kingsland we're at 62 in horseshoe bay metro temperatures as well looking really nice 63 in dripping springs 63 in pflugerville and then similar conditions out towards the east although it's even warmer in cedar creek at a nice 67 degrees now despite the warm afternoon we will cool off quickly we're down into the 40s overnight so you'll definitely need the jacket but look at this wonderful weather for the weekend it does get a little bit breezy for sunday coming up we're tracking our next storm system that will bring us our next chance of rain and a cold front how much rain we get and the windy Weather that follows, that's coming up in First Warning Weather.
2: Sean, thank you so much. Coming up, the new charges the man who attacked a Las Vegas judge is now facing, and how the poor judge is recovering.
0: And the
1: leader of the NRA is stepping down. His reasons why and the journey he faces ahead.
2: Plus a study showing the correlation between cats and mental illness.
1: The Las Vegas judge violently attacked during a sentencing hearing this week is back on the bench with some bruises and some soreness. And the man who jumped at her is now facing new charges. The defendant, who has a history of violent assaults, leaped over the bench and tackled Judge Mary Kay Holthus. A court-martial also had to go to the hospital. Now, that defendant, 30-year-old Deo, uh, Deo Bra Redden, faces new felony charges of battery, including battery against a protected person, meaning the judge and her court staff. According to court records, Redden refused to appear in court yesterday to face those new charges.
2: FORMER OLYMPIC SPRINTER KNOWN AS THE BLADE RUNNER, OSCAR PISTORIUS IS NOW OUT ON PAROLE AFTER NEARLY NINE YEARS IN PRISON. PISTORIUS HAD BEEN SENTENCED TO 13 AND A HALF YEARS AFTER BEING FOUND GUILTY IN THE DEATH OF HIS GIRLFRIEND RIVA STEENKAMP BACK IN 2014. HE SHOT HER THROUGH THE BATHROOM DOOR. PISTORIUS CLAIMS HE SHOT HER BY MISTAKE, BELIEVING SHE WAS AN INTRUDER. BUT PROSECUTORS ALLEGE SHE KILLED HER INTENTIONALLY FOLLOWING AN ARGUMENT. NOW HE'S SAID TO BE LIVING AT HIS UNCLE'S HOME IN SOUTH AFRICA. PISTORIUS will be strictly monitored for the next five years until he has served his entire sentence. He will have to attend programs on gender-based violence and continue therapy sessions on anger management, according to Steenkamp's attorneys.
1: Well, it's been three years since rioters stormed the nation's capital. Now, a former D.C. police officer speaks on the importance of this year's election to make sure
0: it never happens again. And we finally had a day with temperatures above average, 64 degrees for a high temperature as we get ready for our sunset at 544. This month has been beneficial in terms of rain. We're actually ahead of schedule. We're in a surplus of nearly an inch. We've seen about 1.4 inches at Camp Mabry so far in the month, and we're already tracking our next storm that will bring us some rain. We'll have that for you coming up.
1: The country marks a somber anniversary tomorrow, three years since a mob violently overran the U.S. Capitol. Former President Trump accused of inciting the riots.
2: He says the insurrection backs his claim the 2020 election was rigged, even though there is still no evidence of that. NBC's Bree Jackson has a look at how this is all playing out in the race for the White House.
5: NEARLY THREE YEARS AFTER FORMER PRESIDENT TRUMP'S SUPPORTERS STORMED THE U.S. CAPITOL, OUR COUNTRY CONTINUES TO HEAL. FORMER D.C. METROPOLITAN POLICE OFFICER MICHAEL Fanone sustained LIFE-THREATENING INJURIES THAT DAY.
3: My concern is that too many Americans don't recognize the significance of January 6th.
5: A new Washington Post University of Maryland poll found 50 percent of adults believe the protesters who entered the U.S. Capitol on January 6th were mostly violent, with only 21 percent saying the protesters were mostly peaceful. Republican presidential candidates were asked about the lessons the country learned.
3: You know, I don't think it was supposed to be, what that was not supposed
1: to happen. I think people went to protest and I think it got out of hand.
2: I think that we owe it, all of us, to make sure that doesn't happen again. Now, I will say, you had a lot of people show up at the Capitol. Not everybody did something wrong.
5: Going into what is going to be a divisive 2024 election cycle, what do you think the most important thing someone like a President Biden can do.
3: Fight like hell. To me, the only issue that matters is um, securing the future of our democracy.
5: President Biden using an historic backdrop, Valley Forge, Pennsylvania, where soldiers fought in the Revolutionary War to deliver his first major re-election campaign speech of the year.
6: January 6, a day forever shared in our memory because it was on
5: that day, and we nearly lost America. Fanon, who was on the front lines at the U.S. Capitol, has this message.
3: Well, I'm not a politician. Um, I'm just an average American. And I'm telling you that this is the most significant uh, election of my lifetime.
5: An unforgettable moment in 2021, now playing a key role in the 2024 presidential election. In Washington, Bree Jackson, NBC News.
2: The leader of the National Rifle Association is resigning just before the start of his civil trial in New York. Wayne LaPierre cited health issues for his departure. He is 74 years old and has led the NRA for more than 30 years. LaPierre and three other current and former NRA leaders have a lawsuit against them brought on by New York Attorney General Letitia James. It claims they violated nonprofit laws and misused millions of dollars of NRA funds to provide lavish lifestyles for themselves.
1: All right to the weather now and Sean it was nice to see the sun today.
0: Yeah for a change right yeah. it's yes. been so cold it's been gloomy and the sun just in time for the weekend. Okay. Yeah so we can celebrate some 60s because we have temperatures into the low mid and even upper 60s all across central Texas and I I showed you this picture yesterday, and I promised you some sunshine, and here we are. There's plenty of sun out in Fredericksburg. Maybe you're getting ready to head out to here tomorrow, Sunday. Fantastic weather. A little bit cooler right now, sitting at 58 degrees. It's going to be pretty evening, but... It's gonna be pretty cold as well temperatures will uh, be quick to cool down into the forties as early as 9 p.m. will be into the forties there 46 by 11 p.m. so definitely uh, definitely jacket weather after sunset we're at 61 in lano 58 in lamp passes 62 in dripping springs good evening to you happy friday 64 in lagrange we're at 61 in cameron here all across the area sunny skies the clouds that we saw this morning and the rain that we saw overnight where some areas picked up as much as a half an inch of rain, beneficial rain in the hill country. Well, here's that storm right now. It actually even brought flooding rain into portions of the Gulf Coast, including uh, the Galveston area sliding out towards the Mississippi Valley. On the northern sector of the storm, we've got some snow into uh, portions of the Great Plains, the Midwest dealing with some snow. The Ohio Valley Again, ready to see some snowy weather, including the northeast. They're going to see upwards of six inches of snow into some of those areas in the mountains of New England. Then we get ready for our next storm that is moving across the country, or will be moving across the Pacific Northwest through the day tomorrow by Sunday evening, bringing some snow into the Rocky Mountains, into the Great Basin, into the four corners there, then sliding down towards the south and east, bringing us a cold front with it. And then we're talking about rain chances that will increase for us late sunday night mainly in the form of mist and drizzle monday morning isolated showers becoming a little bit more scattered by monday afternoon potentially heavy rain and some thunderstorms from the dallas area out into east texas through the houston galveston area here at home i think we're mainly just dealing with some showers and maybe at least briefly some steady rain before it moves out pretty quickly here by early tuesday morning We could even see uh, some of that heavy rain moving down towards the uh, Mississippi Valley and some snow from Oklahoma City into Kansas City as cold air filters in behind it. So here's the deal. We're not looking at severe weather. That risk looks to be east of the area. We'll continue to keep you updated if this does kind of shift around a little bit, but the best chance for anything in the way of strong to severe storms will be from Houston out towards the uh, Louisiana area into the panhandle of Florida. How much rain do we see? Not as much as what we saw last night, but there could be maybe one or two isolated areas that picks up about a half an inch or so of rain. On average, though, probably less than a quarter of an inch is expected. The main concern we have to watch out for this storm is the winds It's going to be gusty out ahead of it Sunday night some 30 to 5 to 40 mile per hour wind gusts continuing on into Monday. Look at this Monday night into Tuesday morning. We could be dealing with some 50 to 55 mile per hour wind gusts you want to make sure anything that's lightweight outdoors your yard furniture things like that are kind of tucked away maybe secured including your garbage can your trash can might end up down the street by Tuesday morning with some of these strong wind gusts. Cedar count remains low, mold is low, love to see that. I do expect cedar to spike as we get into Sunday night into Monday with some of those stronger wind gusts. But look at this weekend, could not be any better. 60s, sunshine with that rain into Monday, dry and cool into Tuesday. Beautiful weather by Wednesday.
2: Sean, thank you so much. We hear the pros and cons of cannabis use coming up. But a new study shows it could be a pro when it comes to moving your body. And coming up tonight on Dateline. After they identified Gloria's body, police went to Yvonne's house to deliver the awful news.
4: I remember them saying, we found a body. Before they could say another word, Yvonne collapsed to the floor. I was having an out-of-body experience. It's almost like you go to a place um, of comfort, of denial. The first days after the homicide, you're just trying to adjust to the emptiness. But now you have a funeral to plan. How do you plan a funeral for your child? I pull the cover back. And I just looked at her from head to toe, and I said, Gloria, don't worry. I'll find out who did this. You made her a promise that day? I made a promise to her. And grief took a back seat at that moment because we needed to find the killer.
2: A STORY NOW FOR CAT OWNERS. A NEW STUDY IS FINDING THERE IS A CORRELATION BETWEEN CATS AND A MENTAL HEALTH DISORDER, BUT DON'T WORRY, IT IS ALL PREVENTABLE. A NEW ANALYSIS FROM THE UNIVERSITY OF QUEENSLAND HAS FOUND PEOPLE EXPOSED TO CATS HAVE APPROXIMATELY TWICE THE ODDS OF DEVELOPING schizophrenia. BUT IT'S NOT the cat's fault, really. It's a parasite called Toxoplasma gondii, which cats can transmit to humans. The parasite causes an infection called toxoplasmosis. It can be caught by consuming contaminated food or water or by accidentally ingesting the parasite eggs found wherever a cat may have gone to the bathroom. Now, normally, toxoplasmosis is only dangerous for pregnant women or those with a weakened immune system, but if it persists in the brain, it can make you vulnerable to schizophrenia but the risk can be avoided. Experts say don't feed your cats raw or undercooked meat, clean the litter box daily, and of course, wash your hands often.
1: And another study finds that some cannabis users may be more physically active than others. Angela Bryan is a professor at the University of Colorado Boulder who studies health behavior and evolutionary social psychology. Her laboratory, CU Change, is studying the public health implications of cannabis legalization. She says when people think of cannabis, people think it slows motivation to be active. She says that may be true with high doses and lots of use, but the opposite can also be true.
2: What we found in the survey research is that people said that it helped them to enjoy their physical activity more. Um, Counterintuitively, it helped them feel more motivated to exercise, it decreased pain during exercise.
1: And the professor says those feelings can be similar to what people call a runner's high. (laughs) Cannabis users who exercise are also less likely to have type 2 diabetes and tend to have a lower body mass index. The study also found that cannabis is not performance enhancing, just experience enhancing.
2: Well, coming up tonight on KXAN, it's Dr. Death, back-to-back, then at 9, it's a new episode of Dateline, and then KXAN will be back with you at 10 o'clock.
1: Or you can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 over on CW Austin. Here's where to find us.